five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. Diary of a Kitty Warrior, sharing faith, knowledge, hope, and love. Hi, and welcome to Diary of a Kidney Warrior podcast. My name is Dee Moore, and I am a stage four kidney warrior. This podcast is dedicated to encourage, educate, and inspire as we explore all aspects of kidney disease, chronic illnesses, and health. If you have any questions or ideas for topics you would like me to cover, please get in contact with me on social media using the handle Diary of a Kidney Warrior. Today, I am bringing you an extra episode to celebrate World Kidney Day. And co-hosting with me from Detroit, USA, is entrepreneur and transplant recipient, Jerome Espy. And together, we are looking at the World Kidney Day theme of living well with kidney disease, and also looking at the podcast listeners' answers to the questions, what should you never say to someone with a chronic illness, and what insensitive things have people said to you about your chronic illness. Hi and welcome back to Diary of a Kidney Warrior, the podcast. How are you doing today, Jerome? I am doing fantastic and I'm honored to be here with you. It's an absolute honor for me to have you back on the podcast, but this time as a co-host. Now, for anybody new to the podcast, you may recognize Jerome's voice. Now, Jerome's voice is the very first voice that you hear every podcast episode and he does the five four three countdown and the introduction so yes Jerome has been there from day one episode one and Jerome is also the very first person I've ever interviewed full stop but the first person I've ever interviewed for the Diary of a Kidney Warrior podcast so if you haven't already please check out episode two of Diary of a Kidney Warrior podcast to hear Jerome's transplant story, a very inspirational story by a very inspirational person. And I just want to say in front of everybody, Jerome, I think you're awesome and a blessing and you're my kidney bro. So it's really, really an honor to be hosting with you today. Oh, I'm, I'm so honored. And uh, now I have to live up to that introduction, but thank you very much for that. <laughs> So today is World Kidney Day, and throughout this episode, we're going to look at the theme of living well with kidney disease, and we'll be sharing some kidney stats and kidney facts from worldkidneyday.co.uk, worldkidneyday.org, and kidney.org. And this episode was also inspired by my interview with Jerome, and when we talked about what we don't need people to say to us about kidney disease. So I'm going to play a clip from that interview. I don't need to hear the story of how your (laughs) uncle or your grandmother or your friend died of kidney disease. Being there, I don't need to hear that. I don't need to hear that. that. I'm with you on that, definitely. Do you remember that, Jerome? I remember it well. And, and unfortunately, I still get people saying, can I say stupid on your broken podcast? Yeah. Stupid things to me. <laughs> 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 me too. 
<laughs> Me too. Right. My my favorite is how long can you live with another kidney? Oh wow. <laughs> my, wow. Thank um, you. Thank you. Yeah, yes. yeah, the, the, yeah. So yeah, there's an example of what not to say to somebody with a chronic illness. Um, because the reality is when you're trying to take care of yourself and live well with kidney disease, you really don't need people saying insensitive and stupid things to you that may ruin your day or your week or just knock you off track because mental health is really important. You know, having that positive outlook and, you know, keeping focused is so important. So, yes. Mm -hmm. this episode we're really going to look at these kind of things that people say because quite often it isn't because they're a nasty horrible person sometimes it, you know quite often it is out of ignorance that they just they don't realize how serious kidney disease is and so kind of try and minimize it so we're gonna drive home the point of how serious kidney disease is with some kidney facts throughout this episode so we're going to look at our podcast listeners' answers to these two questions. And the first is what you should never say to someone with a chronic illness. And what insensitive things have people said to you about your chronic illness? So let's kick off with number one. So handing over to Jerome. Well, this comes from Roxy. And what they say, and these are these are people that came from Instagram, is like, oh well, you look well. <laughs> so I mean, if you, if you if you think about it, you know, every disease or everything that someone is going through doesn't show up on your on your sleeve, or you can't see it on your face. But that doesn't mean that you're not going through it, though. So yeah, Absolutely. so so Roxy, so again, that's that's just it's just amazing. But yeah, oh well, you look well. So just because I look well doesn't mean that I am well or that you are well, right? Absolutely. So a similar comment came from Talia Misha. And she said, the worst one for me is you don't look sick. So more than one listener have had a similar experience of being told, yes, as we've all heard. And... That was the, the first comment that I actually heard myself, which was, you don't look sick. And um, I was actually in the hospital at the time when I was told that. So, yes, straight really? away at the beginning of my kidney worry journey, I was told, you don't look sick. Right. Um, so, you know, aside from what's going on internally with our bodies, there's the whole thing of and you just touched on this. And I think it was so important is that what's happening in our brain, what's happening in our minds and our emotions and how we're trying to deal with it. So we're trying to deal with the physical, but we're also dealing with the mental. And so it, which can be very traumatic and, you know, cause a lot, a yeah. lot. Very tough. Yeah. So Anna Cavati also had a similar experience. And, and so they said, you don't look sick. And Anna Cavati actually hasn't had it happen yet, but in advance, she's kind of already getting ready. Uh, she and so she had, she, she, she had in parentheses here, this hasn't happened, but I'm waiting. <laughs> and so internal stuff doesn't always show up externally, you know? So, and so Anna Cavati hit it right on the head, I think. Absolutely. Right this is a great time for a kidney fact. 
a person can lose up to 90% of their kidney functions before experiencing any symptoms. Yeah, that's so true. You know, have you ever thought about this, Dee? That if you think about how amazing our kidneys are, you can live with one and you can actually live with less than 10% of that one kidney. It doesn't mean that you're doing well, but just think about how amazing it is. You're born with two, but you can actually live with one and live with percentage of that one and still function. It doesn't mean you're functioning well, but you are still functioning. That's incredible. But it really highlights and drives home the point that if you can look up, if you can lose up to 90% of function and not know it, then you don't look sick. So looking fine in speech marks isn't the whole story. And that's why it's so important to get yourself checked out, know your numbers. In the UK, if you have a blood test, any routine blood test, they'll check your kidney function. So if you don't know what your EGFR, your estimated glomerular filtration rate or your kidney function as a percentage do ask be empowered it's so important to Mm. have that knowledge because then you'll have a baseline of knowing that if there's any changes you can get onto it and get yourself sorted as quickly as possible because the earlier it is detected the more that can be done you know let me add one other thing you know if you um when you're going through dealing with kidney failure everyone's experience is not the same so I may be at 30% function and feel horrible where someone else could be at 10% and not really feel it. Mm-hmm. So it's really all a matter of perspective. And so to Dee's point, it doesn't matter how you, you feel necessarily. It's important to check the numbers. It's important to understand what's going on. The numbers don't lie. You know, they actually tell where your kidney function is. And so you got to make sure you pay attention to that. Totally in agreement with that. So the next response comes from Anna Vasca. Can you help me with this pronunciation, Jerome? Anna Kabaskari. Anna Kabaskari. Okay. And someone said to them, hope you get better soon. Mm, It's chronic, she says. Yeah. And so she had a little emoji there, like, "Mm." (laughs) you know, (laughs) it's chronic. Chronic kidney disease. Chronic kidney yes, disease. Yes, it's not just going to go away. Right. And right. a similar response was told to Naomi at, I think that's, I, I really mm-hmm. don't like to pronounce names incorrectly, so I'm really sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. Naomi at says that someone said to her, you'll be fine. And in brackets, she says, yes, I need positivity. But this is just annoying because often the people who say it don't realize that chronic illness is a long-term thing. And you touched on this earlier, Dee, is that people aren't necessarily trying to be mean or dismissive, but sometimes they just don't know what to say. They don't know what to say. Yeah. And like my mom, my mom used to always say, is that if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. Oh, yeah. Just be quiet. Sit quietly with your hands over your lap. (laughs) (laughs) Don't say anything. Yes, definitely. Exactly. So, yeah, absolutely. And I I agree with Naomi Miat is that, yes, you need positively. 
Um, but sometimes it's just annoying because people don't really know what's going on. And so they're trying to be upbeat, but that's not always, that's not always helpful. You know, you really got to understand what's going on with someone. And they're, they're not really trying to be mean, I don't believe. I think they're just trying to, trying to contribute and try to, stay, try to stay up and encourage you. But sometimes that's not what you need. You need something completely different. Yeah. Now, there's another one here, uh, and it's uh, Roxy's Honest Reviews is her name on Instagram. And the person said to them, oh, hope you get cured soon. And so I'll go back. To, <laughs> I'll go back to what Anna Cavascotti said. I'm sure I'm butchering that. Anna Cavascotti said, and it's um, it's chronic. It's yep. chronic. Yes. Equally, someone said to David Neef, "You'll be all right." Right. Again. Yeah. I mean, just, just you don't need to fill the the silence. You know, one of the the conversations that that I've had, just for example. Uh, and I'm, I'm a reporter at times in, the, in, the, in America. And so one of the best things I use is silence because people are uncomfortable with silence. And so they, need, they feel the need to fill silence. And with your friends or when you're dealing with a really serious issue, don't feel the need to fill the silence. It's okay. Just sometimes you just listen. And I know we're going to get into talking about that later, but sometimes it's, good, it's powerful just to listen. Absolutely. Time for another kidney fact. There is no cure for chronic kidney disease, although treatment can slow or halt the progression of the disease and can prevent other serious conditions developing. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, The reality is to those points, you know, you won't be cured. There is no cure. So again, that just highlights the fact that that really is not a helpful thing to say. We, you know, we, we take a positive attitude towards living with our kidney disease, but saying to somebody, you'll be cured, definitely not helpful. Absolutely. So another kind of a theme, and I was kind of amazed at the responses that you got to those two questions that you pointed put out there. And so another one kind of a running theme was, I understand what you're going through. So anyone with a chronic illness or that's had anything tragic happen in their life and someone comes up to them and says, I understand what you're going through. Eh, not really. Um, not really. You really don't. So Steve, and um, you know, on Instagram, and someone said this to them. Oh, I'm so sorry. I completely understand. That must be rough. Again. Don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. So yeah, again, try to identify. I get the part about someone trying to identify. But I completely understand is not helpful you know no for many of us with, with chronic illness when someone says something like that our mind just kind of goes all the way off to somewhere else it's like you don't understand this is our internal voice you don't understand what i'm going through what do you mean you understand what i'm going through and you miss everything else they might have said <laughs> because you because we go internal <laughs> we go it's into our gone. head it's just gone this is gone i didn't hear a word you said two minutes after that <laughs> <laughs> this is it a similar thing was said to Ginge Andy Chan 88 on Instagram. And he says, never say to a person with a chronic illness that you totally understand what they're going through. So yeah, reiterating again, don't say it. So the kidney fact that go, kind of goes along with that, that whole 
theme there is on average, kidney patients spend 12 hours a week on dialysis, 12 hours a week on dialysis. Now I was a little different because I was on peritoneal dialysis. And so I was on dialysis eight hours a day instead of 12 hours a week. So, you know, do you know what that's like? So when you're telling somebody that you totally understand what they're going through, do you know what it's like to have to connect to a machine for all those hours every night or how many times a week or how many times a day, depending on your type of dialysis? So, you know, it just kind of reiterates the point. You don't, you don't know what they're going through. You don't know. The next kind of a theme, kind of a recurring theme was people that were speaking to making the illness about themselves. Again, I don't necessarily think they're trying to be mean, but they're just trying <laughs> to connect. They're trying to connect. So Jules Hort's hemodialysis on Instagram. She said that someone said to her, sorry, we haven't talked in half a year. I've been sad because I'm single. So I'm staying away from toxic things that make me sad. You being <laughs> sick makes me upset. And I just can't hold the emotional burden of dealing with that every day. That is so crazy that it, <laughs> it sounds like you made that up, but you do. It didn't. really does. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to read this the way that I heard it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry we haven't talked in half a year. I've been sad because I'm single. So I'm trying to stay away from toxic things that make me sad. You being sick makes me upset. And I just can't hold the emotional burden of dealing with that every day. I know you're dealing with a chronic illness, but what about me? <laughs> wow. I mean, we're laughing, but this is, this, I mean, this is real and this is serious. I mean, wow, this is just so beyond. This is one of these situations where if you don't laugh, you'll cry. And um, yeah, indeed, what about them? And we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. The next comment comes from No More Bags and a Kidney on Instagram. And they've said, I've had many people tell me about how ill they've been and how bad it is for them. They look at me and they don't see a chronic illness. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, I understand that people are trying to connect, but it doesn't always come back to your particular issue. You know, for many of it, and we, I know we're going to get into talking about the things you should say, but you should empathize without needing to compare. It's not an yeah. apple to an apple or an orange to orange. It's, it's okay that your friend or you are going through something. It doesn't have to be compared to anything. Yes, definitely agreed. Time for another kidney fact. In 2019, five people died every week waiting for a kidney transplant. And the average wait for a kidney is three years. Yeah, no, so for, in my particular example, and I'm not trying to make this about me, but in my particular case, I was on dialysis for two years, for two years. 
And I, I mentor some people and a couple of the people that I've mentored have been on dialysis for up to 10 to 12 years. So don't get discouraged by that. But I'm just telling you that there, there's a range. And then I had another mentee that was on for two months before they got a kidney. So it just, it just depends. There's, a, there's quite a range of experience. Another thing that came up with the responses that we got from our kidney warriors was blaming or shaming the kidney warrior. And um, so the first comment comes from Jules again from Instagram and someone actually said to her, so you disappeared for a while. Did you go to rehab? Oh my God. Oh my God. That is so horrible on so many levels. It's not even funny. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. So um, as we are saying, if you haven't got anything nice to say, don't say anything. So I'm going to take this time to not comment on that because I really think that it's just a really, really terrible thing to say to someone. Exactly. And I'll leave no. my comment there. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just don't need to add anything to it. That's, that's horrible all by itself. Now, the, the next one is, and this is from Instagram, and this is Steve, and someone actually said this to them, Dean. Somebody actually said this. How could you let that happen? What did you do to yourself, man? Wow. Yeah, please don't say that to someone. Right. Even joking, this sounds like it may be a, a jokester, someone that is that makes fun. But it could be not. somebody that's, you know, trying to be ironic and use that right. kind of humor. But right. yeah, when this yeah. is happening to you and it's, and it's your lived experience, you really don't need somebody making you feel like you did this to yourself. Right, exactly. And again, we talked about it earlier is that aside from what's going on in our bodies is all of what's going on in our minds too. And it can just send you off into a really bad place. You know, if you're, if you're not careful, if you're not careful. Indeed. Mm -hmm. So Jenandi Chen, 88, or Andy, uh, got a response. And so she says here, I once was told, you use your illness to get out of work. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> it's like, yes, yes, I'm, I'm on a waiting list for a kidney and I am, uh, I'm ill because I'm a little, I'm lazy too. <laughs> so, so that's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we, we're joking some, but I mean, but that is so serious. People hear this kind of thing and worse on a daily basis when they're going through something chronic, you know? And so it's just so challenging to have to go through something like this and then have people say things to you that are just so wrong. They're so wrong. And the reality is, speaking personally, I can't speak for everyone, but I'm sure many people will agree with me. When you start on this journey of kidney disease and your whole life is turned upside down with this diagnosis, you want your life to be normal. I would love to have that in speech marks, boring experience of going through my day and going to work and all the different things that I do without having to think about any of that stuff. Like and not have to consider kidney disease in absolutely everything that I do. There are some days where I wake up and I'm exhausted and I just want to stay in bed for a whole day. And there's nothing I can do about that. That's just the nature of having this kidney disease and it's, it's how it goes. So 
when you're taking all of your mental and your physical strength, the little that you do and manage to work, and then you're at the point where you don't have that strength and you have to take time or, or the rest of it. And then someone says you're using your illness to get out of work. Trust me, I would love to be able to like just do everything that I used to be able to do the way that I used to be able to do it without thinking about it. But for many people with CKD, it's, it's a challenge. It's not possible. And their life has been turned upside down. We want to have a, that boring everyday life. Trust me, we would love to be able to do that. Right. But that's we not always possible. We would trade it in for a minute to just yeah. be able to just be boring. <laughs> to be boring. <laughs> love it, love it. Now Miat had someone say this to them. I had someone say that there are, quote, people with worse things happening and people live with worse conditions than what you have. So can you imagine someone saying that to you in the middle of something? And so the, the, they said here, their response was, or what they were thinking, guaranteed there are, but pain isn't measurable. And you are allowed to feel upset or angry because you know your own situation. So this annoyed me somewhat. And so, man, kudos to, to Namiat for just dealing with the situation. I mean, and some, I mean, we can't blow up at everyone that says something idiotic to us. But this is just another example of the, of the theme that we kind of saw throughout the whole thing, the blaming and the shaming someone that's going through CKD. And the reality is, you know, it's minimizing someone's pain. For example, it's like telling somebody, if, you, if you're barefoot and you whack your toe on a cupboard, mm -hmm. that really hurts. Like, who just kind of brushes that off and's like, oh, you know, and just carries on walking? Most people will react. It's pain. Now, imagine somebody, I've had two children, so I've been in labor twice. Oh, I've been in labor twice. That's nothing compared to labor pain. Yeah. Would that help you in that moment that you're feeling that pain of bucking your toe? And on the grand scale of things, yes, one is more physically painful than the other. But does that mean that you're not experiencing pain in that moment? No. Right. Mm -hmm. So minimizing people's experiences, don't do that. It's, it's not right. helpful. Right. With chronic illness, with kidney disease, or with anything, don't minimize someone's experience. And with that so, in mind, the next comment comes from David Neath, who's on Instagram, and he said that someone said to him, cheer up. Wow, I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> All I needed to do was be happy. That Don't just worry. Everything. Don't worry, be happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not helpful. No. Next kidney fact. Kidney disease is the 10th biggest cause of death worldwide. Wow, number 10. Number 10. No more bags and a kidney said on Instagram, you're so brave. Like I had the option of being born with a chronic illness. And I said, yep, sign me up for that one, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, not helpful at all. We don't, we don't choose that. You don't, you don't choose to have a chronic illness. So the next theme is I know better than you. And Jules from Instagram said, 
My mom had lupus and she became a vegan and it cured her. <laughs> okay. So eating well is vital for anyone that with CKD or really anyone on the planet, but it's not the answer for everything. And so Jules answer was, I'm glad that worked for your mom, but systemic and discoid lupus are quite different and no two people with lupus are the same. I have gastroparesis and eating all those raw veggies kill my stomach and a lot of vegan foods are loaded with phosphorus and sodium. Also, there is no cure, in quotes, lupus is chronic, it's never going away. So there we have it. What helps one person might be actually very detrimental and damaging to another. Absolutely, absolutely. Wonderfully D on Instagram said that someone said this to them, take that mask off in here. I thought the doctor said you were better after your transplant. Just an, another one of those things is like, don't say it, don't say yeah, it. Yeah, because um, as we said many times on this podcast before, a transplant is not a cure for kidney disease. It is a form of treatment. And so somebody who has received a transplant has to be very careful with their health. And in, even before COVID, transplant patients were wearing masks as a precaution to protect them. So number one, it isn't just because of COVID. And number two, you're kind of policing people as if you know what's better for them than they know for themselves. Don't do that. So wonderfully in the D, uh, also had someone else say something to them and they asked them, are you sure you can? And then I'd say dot, 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 question mark. So it's kind of making assumptions about someone just because of what they're going through. Yeah. I think you call it policing, don't you? Right? Kind of yeah, policing. like they're trying to police your behavior, what you're doing or not doing. Yeah, not, not helpful. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. And our final comment comes from Talia Misha. And someone said to her, constantly commenting about my weight. Oh my gosh, you've lost so much weight. What's your secret? Ooh. And I'm like, kidney disease. Very frustrating. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah, just again, if you can't say something positive, and I think they, this person probably thinks they're saying something positive because we're yeah. so wrapped up in our body image mm-hmm. and how we look that they may think, it, I'm sure they think it's a compliment to say, oh, you've lost so much weight. What's your secret? Not knowing that the person with chronic illness could either lose a lot of weight or gain a lot of weight. Yes, it goes they're going through. either end of the spectrum. And I've definitely experienced that personally. When I was on a very high dose of steroids, I swelled up considerably in a very short space of time. I mean... Like within a couple of months, I'd gained two stone. That's 28 pounds in American mm-hmm. conversion. So you can imagine going through that, how I felt. And then you've got people, you've gained those away, haven't you? And um, so you're already feeling bad. And then people are making those kind of comments and not understanding that it's not because you're sat in a fast food restaurant eating burgers and fries and all the rest of it. It's because actually the medication has caused that weight gain and moon face as everyone affectionately calls it so yeah it's, it is very frustrating when people make comments like that so yeah don't say that 
And it's really, it's really another form of policing. It's like, I see that you've changed. And so why have you changed? Yeah, for real. Which is horrible. It's horrible. So the, now there's a, another kidney fact here is that Black, Asian, and minority ethnic communities are five times more likely to develop kidney failure. And 35% of people waiting for a kidney transplant are from minority ethnic backgrounds. And then, you know, the, the other thing that is, the other thing that is really sad and interesting is that in what I would say is communities of color, so black, brown, Asian, minority, is that there are a lot of misnomers or half-truths. People have a misunderstanding about the whole transplant. They could also be religion. It could be religion. It could be culture. There are, there are cultures that just don't believe in donating organs or accepting or donated organs. So there's a lot of, there's a chance for education around all of this to make sure people understand that uh, there's a dramatic need for organs from people that are of, of, from communities of color and that you have to understand the facts. Don't, don't just make up things. Just really understand what the, what's going on with medicine and with people. Absolutely. So now that we've highlighted all the things that our listeners have sent in in terms of things you should never say to someone with a chronic illness or insensitive things that have been said to them, let's talk about the type of things that you should say to someone with a chronic illness. Well, the number one is just, is just be a listening ear. You don't always have to, and I know we, we kind of framed it like, what do you say to someone? But sometimes just being present, being yeah. there with, with a friend or a loved one or a family member means more than you trying to make up something to, to say. Just be present with them. Just be with them and enjoy who they are and what they mean for you. And you can also say, if you don't know what to say, you can actually say that to the person and say, I don't know what to say, but I'm here for you. I love how you put that. I love how you put that. Is that you don't have to have all the answers, but, but letting someone know that you're not in this alone, although you are going through it by yourself, but you're not in it alone. It's that your friend, your family member, but I'm here with you. I'm here for you. And the addition to that is if you do make that statement of being there for somebody, be there. But if you're not in a position to support them, don't make that promise that you will be there because then you've kind of opened up the door for expectation. Mm. So I say that with caution to say whatever you say, make it meaningful. Not, not saying it because that's a nice thing to say, but say whatever you say because that is your intention to do. So... As Jerome says, absolutely listen, a listening ear for somebody who's going through something, maybe all they need. They don't need you to say anything. They just need you to silently listen. Well, and then too, we're trained to, if someone says something, to say something back. Yeah. <laughs> some, but some, sometimes we just need to get it off of our, we just need to get it off of our chest. We just need to say something. And that's okay. It's okay to just express yourself and just to have a listening ear, someone to listen to. And maybe ask them how they are. 
a lot of these statements aren't questions, they're statements, but maybe asking the person and maybe they're not comfortable talking with you about what they're going through. So maybe an alternative to that that keeps you both comfortable will be, how can I best support you? And then the person's answer to that question will let you know. And then if they tell you very little, then obviously, you know, they might have got support from somewhere else or they don't feel as close to you. But you're given the opportunity to share if they want to share or not share if they don't want to share. And I think that's really important as well, because you can't assume that they want you to know anything at all from the biggest to the smallest thing. Going through a chronic illness is a very personal journey and it's tough. And so sometimes just not understanding that is, is really something, you know, that is that everyone doesn't understand. And so you, if you ask someone that's going through something, how can I help you? You may have to ask a couple of times, but mm -hmm. just actually listen, because they may, the first time, they may really, really need to talk to someone but that first time it'll be, eh, I don't know if I can trust D with this information. And they have to try to fill you out. And then they'll finally, um, then maybe, maybe they'll open up, but they don't have to, but just, just be there, just be there and listen and then respond to what they say. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is such good advice. And thank you so much for joining me today and for co-hosting with me this World Kidney Day episode of Diary of a Kidney Warrior podcast and we've covered so much in this episode. We've looked at our listeners' experiences of the kind of things you should never say to someone who has a chronic illness and we've offered some alternatives and positive and uplifting words of support and hopefully this will be very helpful to everyone really and yes, raise awareness and hopefully help someone avoid upsetting someone. Dee, thank you so much for having me on today. You know, I feel like it's an honor from across the pond, across the pond. But uh, yeah, no, we, we, it, it, I agree with you. We covered so many great things. And uh, I'd say that support the Diary of a Kidney Warrior podcast. And so you support it by sharing it, by letting other people hear it, and then starting a conversation. So if you're going through CKD, open up a little bit, talk to people ask for help. It's okay to be going through it and it's okay to ask for help. Thank you for listening to Diary of a Kidney Warrior podcast. And don't forget that you can contact me on social media using the handle Diary of a Kidney Warrior. Please do subscribe to the podcast and please do tell a friend. New episodes of this podcast are released every Monday. Until next time, take care and choose to live. Diary of a Kitty Warrior. Sharing faith, knowledge, hope, and love.